Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. And this is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And we're thankful that you listen in. We want to challenge you, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the podcast and feel free to comment or to five star our uh, rating here if you like what you hear. And then we've also created an email address where mm-hmm. you can send us direct messages with requests for topics or any sort of feedback. And that email is thrivingmarriagepodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Today, we want to talk about attraction. I was talking recently to a newlywed, and he, he was essentially asking me if he's allowed to still be attracted to other people other than his spouse now that he's married. And it allowed Bethany and I to have this good conversation where we kind of sifted through what is the right response or what is the right perspective toward attraction once you're married? Mm-hmm. Let me just say here as we get started. I am totally attracted to you. <laughs> I think you're super hot, and I just want everyone to know that. For the record? Uh, for the record. It's on the record. But yeah, I think it's a good question to ask between couples. Um, now that we're married, is it okay to look around, to be uh-huh. a looky-loo maybe, and uh, identify other people who are beautiful, uh, even have a conversation between husband and wife about people they find attractive or whatever? And I, I think it's a valid question, um, but... I think what we have talked about is that once you get married, those conversations should be really different than maybe before you're married, right? Yes. Those conversations should look different. Um, Well, we haven't even really had those kinds of conversations in 12 years of marriage. That's true. You know, we haven't really had a whole lot of conversations or maybe any conversations (laughs) where we were talking about how, how attractive this person or that person is, right? Yeah, because I don't think, as a woman here, I don't think it'd be helpful for you to turn to me and say, wow, look at that lady, you know, especially if she looked different than I did, <laughs> you know, some blonde, I don't know, tall, uh, whatever, just some totally different featured woman than me. And, and for you to point out her beauty. Yeah. I mean, I'm not naive to the fact that there are beautiful women all around the world. When we live in Orange County, they're everywhere. Um, but it's not going to be helpful for you and I to discuss, point out, look at that person, look at that movie star, that actress, do you find them so beautiful? I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be helpful. I guess the conversations that we have had about attraction in the last 12 years mm-hmm. are about how I find you attractive and mm-hmm. you find me attractive. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah. That's what we talk about. Right. And I am careful to verbalize my attraction to you on a regular basis. Yes. I tell you all the time how yes. pretty you are, and I tell our kids all the time how pretty mommy is. That's true. In fact, our two-year-old, who can't really say many words at all, is learning how to say hot mama because <laughs> that's that's how all of our kids that's true. Uh, refer to you because that's what I say all the time in uh-huh. the house. Sometimes you'll get it going around the dinner table yeah. where you'll be like hot mama and then they all are saying hot mama. It's just so fun to it's say <laughs> and it's just so true. It's just so true. But yeah, you've made it a point throughout pregnancies, um, throughout you know, being having a baby, a newborn, you know, in the mornings with no makeup at any given time, you have said that I'm beautiful to you, that you find me attractive, that you like looking at me, you like being with me. Right. And that is huge. That goes so far in our relationship yeah. to hear that just day in and day. Out. I mean, just regularly for 12 years. Totally. And there's a lot more to attraction than looks. 
and, and there's a lot more than looks that I'm attracted to uh, when it comes to my attraction to you. But I think for our, the purposes of our discussion here, we're really talking about looks yeah. and, and kind of the what do you do with this thing where people are beautiful around you, mm-hmm. yet you've made a covenant with one person. So right. how do you navigate this as a Christian husband or wife in a world of you know, attractive people around you. Mm-hmm. Do you talk about it? What do you say? And so I think one of the principles here is just to acknowledge that people's looks don't change when you get married. There isn't a flip that switches as soon as you get married and all of a sudden everyone is perceived as ugly to mm-hmm. you. So people's looks don't change, but your response to their looks needs to change Definitely. because you've made a covenant with your spouse. Right. You've signed up to be attracted to one person for the rest of your life. Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. Glad we had that talk. <laughs> <laughs> Something I've seen Mark do, which has been really encouraging as a spouse, is to see him as we're walking along hand in hand, often on a date, and I will see a beautiful woman walking our way. And she's obviously dressed to be seen and to be looked at, right? There's a lot of things being revealed. And so I look at my husband and I have seen him purposely look away or look right at me. And I mean, you know, it's not that he isn't seeing someone. I mean, right there he sees that they're walking along, but he stops his gaze and focuses it on me or focuses attention away. And that's been huge. That communicates so much to me, just that he's focused on me and not on others. Yeah. And so I think in that story, what you're acknowledging, I think that's a that's a good practice for us to have as husband and wife is right. to avert our gaze yes. and look to our spouse if we feel like we might be tempted about um, someone walking by. But in that story, I think you acknowledge that there are still good looking people around you in the world in which you live. And I think it would be helpful for us as husband and wife to acknowledge the difference between attraction and beauty. People are still beautiful Mm -hmm. after you get married, but you're no longer free to be attracted to them. Mm -hmm. It's the the word attraction that I've got a problem with. Yeah. I don't want to be, and I don't think I'm allowed to be, attracted to anyone other than you. Amen. But I think that there, (laughs) thank you, but I think (laughs) there are still beautiful people. What? And that's true. Yeah. And so I am I free to be attracted to them? No. Right. Am I free to think that people or things are still beautiful? Absolutely. And, you know, so I, you know, we can see a beautiful sunset and say, that's a beautiful sunset. Right. You can see a beautiful baby and say, oh, that's a beautiful baby. He's a beautiful person, which we've never really done this in our 12 years of marriage. But I think we could say, oh, that's a beautiful person. Right. That doesn't mean I'm attracted to them the way I'm attracted to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. There's a difference there, and we need to make sure we (laughs) don't allow uh, recognizing beauty to turn into an attraction. Yeah, And I think it's important to just recognize that there are things that we can do in our lives (laughs) daily that may make us more susceptible to seeing beauty and being attracted or even lusting after that beauty. I mean, I think about um, just what we have at our fingertips in our phones or on our computers, that we can be making choices uh, to look at certain things, to do a search about a 
actress online and be searching at her pictures or just to pull up, you know, Instagram and, and look through the feed there and, and put things in front of our eyes that would make us more tempted to lust or be attracted to or fixate on someone's beauty. And I think it's important to see, you know, am I doing something that, that makes it just so much harder to keep my eyes and my focus on my spouse? Because if there are things that you're doing, they need to be removed. They need to be taken out. Um, even certain movies, you know, that you watch maybe need to be paused within the first few minutes and turned off because the images will stay in your mind and and feed into that desire to look after beauty in a way that wouldn't be honoring to God because you're married. Yeah, and I think the opposite's true, where you can look at things on your phone and on your computer that would help you to love and be attracted to your spouse more. Right. So you can use this tool for good or for harm. Right. And we want to warn against using it for harm and, you know, encourage people to use technology to help you to love your spouse better. Right. And what we are starting to get into here is a conversation about lust. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe a, a topic for another uh, podcast in and of itself. But lusting after that which is not yours is a challenge or a temptation for Christians that mm-hmm. needs to be suppressed. It, need to, it needs to be fought. Right. And um, we should do everything in our power as a Christian to fight against the temptation to lust. Jesus equates lusting after a woman as committing idolatry with her in your heart. Right. And so it's a serious thing. And we need to look away mm-hmm. from people that we might be tempted to find attractive if we're in a marriage relationship so yes. that we don't lust after someone. And this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, gives a strong word that I think is, is a helpful word. It gives the word flee. It says flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but... The sexually immoral person sins against his own body. But that word flee there is a really strong command to just turn and run. Yeah, hightail it out of there. Get out of there. Yes. There are some sins you maybe you want to go toe-to-toe with and, and you know step up and try to battle. Not sexual immorality. Right. If you're tempted with sexual sin, what Scripture tells you to do is turn and run. Don't battle this enemy head on. Run. Yeah. Get out of there. I think of Joseph with Potiphar's wife. Yeah. Right? Hightail it. Peace out. He just books I'm gone, it. <laughs> He's just out of there. He leaves his jacket. I mean, you know, and he just he just gets out of there. So if you're driving along or if you're walking along and you see someone that you might be tempted to lust after, look the other way, drive the other way, walk the other way, turn 180 degrees and flee whatever you have to do to peace out of there. Yeah. Pick Just up your it. phone and text your wife and say, wife, I love you. Hot mama. You're spicy you help me hot. out right here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Even d- instead of, yeah, flee away and then also direct your attention to your spouse. How awesome would that be? And, and really that's going to help to develop eyes for your spouse. Yes. You really want throughout a, throughout a lifetime of marriage, you want to work on and develop the way you see and appreciate your spouse you should feed your attraction to your spouse. Not only their looks, as we've talked about here, but everything about them. Feed that. Yeah. And I don't know if this fits in here, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. But, what, wives, make sure you, you know, 
take take care of yourself so that you are attractive to your spouses. I think sometimes we can get a little lazy. You got kids, maybe you got something, you know, and maybe you've stopped kind of paying attention to the, you know, paint the barn, as we would say. We were going to make sure that we look good and that we uh, put some effort into it as well. You know, not always in the sweatpants and the buns up on our our head holding up our hair. (laughs) But instead that we're making sure, you know, we want to look good for our spouses, too. It's great. Awesome. Well, what is the uh, what's the challenge? What's the challenge? Yeah. Go go tell your spouse why you find them so attractive. Yeah. Verbalize it. Act on it. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) yes, say say it to them. Say it to them this week. Well, thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thank you. See you next time.